everyone welcome back to when cinephiles attack a weekly podcast where four movie fans test the limits of their friendship i'm mella here with josh Lacey, and rashad okay before we get started you know what we ask of you every week like rate review us on apple podcasts or literally anywhere you get your podcast whatever platform you're listening on right now i'm sure there's a way to rate review and like so come on please <laughs> what is up what you guys been watching tell me all about it i've been watching the last of us we're a oh little behind God. we're a little behind that's okay it's fantastic um i've played the game multiple times and so it's very near and dear to me i think it's threading an incredible a needle of homages to the game while changing up just enough to make it fresh and exciting. There are things that I didn't expect to happen that have been happening, and it rules. I don't have any notes. Mm. I think it's fantastic. <laughs> Why are you giggling? <laughs> no reason. I just think it's he's so excited. It's cute. It's cute. Because Rashawn has notes. No, he's he's not cut up. We're both not cut up. Uh, Mella's the one giggling. Why are you throwing Rashawn under the bus? (laughs) Because you said that one time you didn't think it was as good as everyone else does. Ooh. He didn't say that. He didn't say that. Lacey, what have you been watching? Honestly, not a lot. I did binge the first five episodes of the new season of You on Netflix. And I'm just going to jump on the bandwagon that everyone else has jumped on and say I really miss love Mm. and um, kind of think she should have been the one to succeed last season and Penn Badgley should have his storyline. Not that Penn Badgley is bad. I think he's amazing and I think he eats this role up. But now there's only so much you can do with Joe's character and it would have been really interesting to see – love at the center of all of this drama now it's in london right yeah i think victoria pendretti is incredibly talented and i think oh yeah from haunting of hell house yeah she played his love interest for two seasons and was phenomenal she was really good i just fell off not the same not the same but i'll be there for the the second half i gotta see how it ends oh there's like a part two yeah this is only the first half they released the first five episodes and then they're doing another five in a couple of weeks i think oh interesting mm-hmm. what about y'all i watched you people oh, yeah. oh. that's with jonah hill and mm-hmm. lauren london that whole thing. <laughs> dude i fucking laughed like a I mean, lot like the cast L- is lol the cast. yeah but it i laughed but it wasn't good <laughs> if that can be the same i but, feel like but you laughed at what like when you were supposed to laugh right you yes. weren't laughing at it right 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 eddie murphy fuck man yeah. even the lines that he were saying he was saying weren't even like the best but the way he is selling those lines that's most of the time when i was laughing Mm -hmm. um i don't know it just there was a lot to it that i'm a lot of questions as to why did this get made how did this get made do we need another movie like this again not really but did i have a good time yeah (laughs) (laughs) but yeah Mishani. Yeah, I watched. I had seen you people. I, I love Eddie Murphy. I've talked about that on this podcast. Um, I got to see the inspection. This is Elegance Bratton's debut feature, um, starring Jeremy Pope. 
plays a young man who enlists in the military around the time of, uh, right before, I think, Don't Ask, Don't Tell. Mm. Uh, semi-autobiographical, this is Elegance's story of how he was kind of on the edge of homelessness and, and kind of kicked out by his mom and just not in a great way. And, and the family that kind of formed during these uh, few weeks of boot camp. Um, it's a really intense and, and personal movie. And I really enjoyed all the performances. Raul Castillo, Joaquin Woodbine, who is just phenomenal and doesn't really get uh, his due, I think. Gabrielle Union plays his mom. And she has like a couple of really great scenes. So I'm, I'm really glad I, I got to watch it. And then I saw a movie called uh, Piggy. Yeah, I, we, we keep seeing this on the Hulu like home screen. Yeah, I had had been on my watch list for a while, earlier last year, and it finally came to streaming, and I I quite enjoyed it. it it's a really um, unique, I think I said this in my letterbox, I just repeat my letterbox. Hell sometimes. yeah, brother. <laughs> play the theme, play the theme. No! <laughs> it's kind of a unique entry way into a slasher film i don't want to give away anything just in case you watch it i don't think it's for this crowd i know my <laughs> friends i would say maybe mella possibly lacy josh go ahead and bypass it um, <laughs> uh, but it's about <laughs> it's about a young overweight girl who's picked on uh she lives in this Lower class Spanish village. Um, it's a Spanish film. It's subtitled. And she's picked on by these girls. And then there's a, a run-in with a serial killer. And things start to happen. Interesting. Worth a watch. Another debut feature. Great. Horror. Loved it. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's that time. <laughs> well, gang. Mm-hmm. What are we fighting about today? Mella. Josh. We uh, recently all individually cuddled up and Aww. watched the 1961 film. Hell yeah. Breakfast at Tiffany's. Yay. I never could do that. Audrey Hepburn as Holly Golightly, who typifies and glorifies the glamorous playmates of this dizzily spinning world as she and George Pippard breeze through the glitter and shimmer of New York as it has never been captured before. You have a special invitation to attend Audrey Hepburn's open house on the wildest night New York ever knew. Breakfast at Tiffany's is a 1961 romantic comedy directed by Blake Edwards. It is adapted from Truman Capote's 1958 novella of the same name. It stars Audrey Hepburn, George Peppard, Patricia Neal, Buddy Epson, Martin Balsam, and Mickey Rooney. It is about Holly Golightly, a naive, eccentric cafe society girl who falls in love with a struggling writer. In short... Very short and sweet, that synopsis. Um, Breakfast at Tiffany's. I think I saw this movie later in life, like college. And I I knew it was such a classic. Like I had seen the poster. We all knew about the dress and the cigarette and the updo, like the whole thing. But I never had seen the movie. And I think just one random day I was like, oh, I'm going to finally get around to it. And I just fell in love with it. I think this movie, despite a huge part of it that we're going to talk about, is so incredibly delightful to me. I think it's the perfect rainy day film or if you're having a bad day, it's just a movie to me that you can put on and just escape for a while. I have never lived in New York. I have never been to Tiffany's. Um, I don't own a cat. But when I watch this movie, I want to have all those things. I don't consider this one of my favorite films, but it is one of my go-to films when I'm in a certain mood or I want a certain vibe. 
and I've seen it a lot since college. So, and I I brought it to the pod because I feel like it just has, it's a classic, but also I feel like there's a lot to say about it. So let's get into it. I honestly don't know, like at all. Um, so I'm gonna go. It's a rom com, so I'll just start with Lacey. I don't know. No, I don't know. I I think this is only my second or third time ever seeing this movie. I love Audrey Hepburn. There is something so magical about her and her work. I mean, she's just magnetic through the camera. I I can't say I disliked this movie because it is. It's a it's a rom-com but set in the 60s. So there's a bit of distance personally in it. There are some parts that have definitely not aged well. <laughs> um, but I can't say I dislike it. I like a lot of it, and I have things that I dislike about it. Ultimately, my thumb's at like like three Half quarters mass. of the way up. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's go with Rashani. so i have known this movie before i met you obviously and then i met you and i realized it was like a big part of your vibe i don't know (laughs) 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 like when you saw me you were like is that Uh, hadri hepburn i don't know is that you took those glasses off Um, but for as long as we've been friends, I don't know that we've ever talked about yeah, this movie at that's all. True. Mm-hmm. I adore this movie. Wow. I don't think I knew that. I mean, I didn't know that. Yeah. I, I, um, I think yesterday, I think when we watched it, you were a little worried because I was a little fidgety, uh-huh. but I've just seen it so much and I was just like, I- I'm just going to watch it, but I'm a little bored. Not because it's a bad movie, just because I'm right. Like, yeah. You've seen it a lot, yeah. I'm also a big fan of of Truman Capote, uh, as an author, as like a queer icon, mm-hmm. and I am a big fan of the book that this movie is. But it's not even it's barely two hundred pages. But there are many differences and changes, but ultimately they're two separate things. So I'm not going to do that annoying thing that I do every episode. <laughs> but I think this movie as uh, apart from any other piece of art it's just profoundly sad and melancholy and i know that's not something you would normally say for uh, a rom-com i don't really see it as a rom-com i to me this is a really sad movie about two lonely people who find common ground in each other and i wish it could have stuck to like the courage of its convictions because that result of, of that kind of story might be better suited in the end. Mm. But it's different. And it, I don't think it would be as iconic as it was if it tried to be something else. Right. Um, so I take that on its own merits and I really do I love it. We'll talk. But yeah. We'll talk. Yeah. Josh. Hi. Hey. So first I want to thank you. Okay. Because watching this movie, I had an like a legit epiphany, and recently, uh, me and me and old Hollywood have butt heads a little bit. Yeah. On the pod, I did think about that, and I've never really been able to put a, a, a true thumb on the reason as to why, and I figured it out watching this movie. So oh, I sure. want to thank you for that. You're welcome. What is it? So. Those of you that know me know I don't like small talk. I'm not good at it. I don't care to be good at it. I think it's lame. I don't give a shit. I don't hmm. let's sit I'd rather sit in the car in silence. Stop asking me about the weather. Old Hollywood movies are 80% small talk. That's all they are. And then the the the, the topics of substance happen in very huge moments out of nowhere and it's very jarring. But G, like I paused this movie at what I thought was an hour in because it was just small talk, small talk. We may be 20 minutes in. Which part? <laughs> um, halfway through uh, Audrey Hepburn giving a 30-page monologue. On to, the mean reds and the to, blues. 
to George. Yeah, Jesus God. Mm-hmm. Um, follow up. Are you guys how familiar with Reddit lingo? Are you not? Fantastic. So, are you familiar with the 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 subreddit that's blowing up? Am I the asshole? You know that. Have you seen that floating around? Mm-mm. Someone will post on it. Am I the asshole? They'll describe a scenario. Oh yes. Okay. And then everyone in the comments uh, either replies, uh, "NTA, not the asshole." YTA, you're the asshole. Or what the acronym that I believe is uh, a propos of this movie, ESH, everyone sucks here. Uh, <laughs> I'm with Team Rashawn. I don't think there's a single redeemable character in this movie. I think they're all terrible. Wait, he did not he say did. that. Uh, no, say I'm pretty that. sure he did. No, I'm pretty sure he did. It was right after yeah. I he took a sip of his twisted tea. So... It's bite great peach. <laughs> <laughs> and it is sweet as a motherfucker. <laughs> you about to have them silver cups. I lied, <laughs> I lied. Not everyone. Orangey is without fault. Oh, baby. This is the actor who played Cat. I don't know, man. I I didn't enjoy myself watching this movie. I watch it and I can see like I can I can see how it has the reputation it has and how people it's like some people's comfort movie. Those people are fucking weird, but I understand. Okay, that's not a chill. I know. That's okay. fucking weird. <laughs> Have you tried making Wild Wild West your comfort movie? Absolutely fucking not. I get like I get it. I understand. Yeah. I'm not I'm not gonna sit here on this episode being like, I don't fucking explain to me why you like it. But I didn't upstairs like it. Key, I couldn't okay. get the downstairs door open then. Sorry to wake you. It's quite all right. Could happen to anyone, quite frequently does. Good night. I hate to, uh, I hate to bother you, but if I could ask one more favor, could I use the phone? Sure. Why not? Thank you. Well, this is a nice little place you've got here. You just moved in too, huh? No, I've been here about a year. The phone's over there. Well, it was. I stuck it in the suitcase, kind of muffles the sound. Okay, I know you said like it's a small talk and you don't necessarily like old Hollywood. Would you say it's just like not your vibe? Like in the way that I wouldn't just turn on an action movie. Yeah, for sure. This is not my vibe. This is not my movie. Got it. Couple that with the uh, woman who needs therapy more than I've ever met any other woman. Um, the race caricature, the pedophile. Uh, Paul's cool. Paul, Fred, baby. Yeah, Fred, baby's cool. There's no one to root for in this movie, man. Oh, you root for Holly and you root for Paul. You I root, root for, for them both. I don't root for Holly. Wait, okay, we gotta get into this now. Hospital. What? Check her why? In. I love watching movies about people that need therapy. <laughs> <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> It shows me all the reasons why I should go. <laughs> and I don't. And I don't. Like I, I said. keep watching movies about them. At the top, you escape because these beautiful people are making it just seem like it's okay to be a little crazy. And then it makes you feel better when you're sitting at home scratching your ass. Like, it feels, it feels good. I will scratch my ass. <laughs> why? Okay. You know, like, research and stuff for the episode. And a lot of people are just like, Holly's insane. And I'm she like, is, dude. What's the big deal? You guys, she is literally the blueprint for the manic pixie dream girl. Like yes. that is who she is. You said that when it was loading up. I was like, haha, yeah. And then it kept going. I was like, haha, no. Four white walls for this girl. You understand? That is what a manic pixie dream girl that's, is. Yeah, that's Garden State. That's eternal that is sunshine. eternal sunshine. That's Elizabeth Town. Oh. See, when I think, when I think, with my movie knowledge. When I hear Manic Pixie Dream Girl, the first the first movie to come to mind, and this is just because it was the first that I saw with this archetype, is 500 Days of Summer. Yeah. And yeah. she's just kind of weird. No, this she needs a, help. Yeah, she's... Not she's like this. That movie. What's... Okay, what... what okay, but... Did like, you say she's the why? villain? Joseph Gordon-Levitt's the villain no, in that Joseph movie. No, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's the villain in that movie. No, they're both... They both suck. They're both I mean, suck. they're both terrible, but... Add it to the spread. <laughs> Get on the sheet, dude. 
I'm sorry. The f she won't stop talking about how much this dude looks like her brother, calls her by his name, and then... She lays on him first. Yeah. I mean, that's, people have complexes. Sometimes women marry their fathers. Sometimes men date their mothers. Well, yeah, like, what's the Oedipus not... Electra complex but for siblings? What is that? I will say, I get the whole, like, oh, you remind me of my brother. But, like, immediately after, like, going and laying down is a bit much. But it's the 60s. You know, things are different. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes you just have to watch these movies and say, Things are different. <laughs> and that's oh boy. it. <laughs> Do you? Uh, I think that I love how we're not going to talk about it. Um, we are going to talk about it. It's in my We don't notes. need to. We don't need to. Okay. Does anyone disagree? No. We Great. can mention okay. it. We need um, to say what, what we we're talking about. We have to acknowledge it. Yes. We don't have to talk about it. Right. Yeah. Everyone knows. You guys listening know. We get it. <laughs> I think that they are both, after you like strip away the facade of the richness and the, the high society, they're just both so broken and they just see that kindred spirit in each other and they find it. And, and maybe they don't say the right things. Like maybe saying you calling her, calling him by her brother's name for the whole movie is not a healthy Yo, and thing to do. Too. That's crazy. It's not healthy, but, but I think there's comfort in one another because they're both sex workers and they just haven't found their purpose in life, but they see that in each other, and it just works. I would have loved if this movie ended and they didn't. They weren't romantically together. If they just decided to like be friends and be like best friends. Well, no, I in can't. the book. <laughs> <laughs> Get him. Do it. What happens in the book? He's gay. Oh, what a twist. And his his their love is platonic and not See, that's awesome. romantic at all. What about that's... what's that one movie with Jennifer Aniston and that and uh, Paul Rudd? Oh, I know what you're talking the about, Mela. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like older and he's gay, like out openly gay, but they like fall in love and the object just... of my affection. The that's object. the one. That was not that? what I was thinking. I don't you're know what of that is. Wanderlust. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. So, Shouts out to my cousin Emily. Um, <laughs> but taking my glasses back down. I, I think that still comes across in the movie that they are just not right for each other, but they're perfect for each other. You know? I think they're right for each other. A nice, uh, uh, you just said the word relationship, platonic relationship. I think they. I think the movie sets them up to be right for each other. Me I think too. they're right for each other. Mm -hmm. I think that's the whole point of them both being broken and them both being lost, and then they find that missing piece in each other. Mm -hmm. I hate the ending. I know that I adore this movie, but I hate the ending, and not because it's not the book, but just because it doesn't. It's not earned. I don't. I don't think. I think the ending of this movie is so romantic and, and schmaltzy and just not who these two people are. And I. I, I don't think that they're right for each other. But you don't think. Yeah. You going. don't think that the the ending is romantic. I feel like the whole movie is romantic. Absolutely. Yeah. Hard disagree. Like even even if you think it's sad or you know like they're lonely the whole time i still feel like there is a romanticism around that what's romantic yeah, about I don't, this movie I, yeah. romanticism is not the same as romance though like, no I, I know I, yeah i wasn't sorry i wasn't gonna be like stupid um, <laughs> <laughs> but like their trips to tiffany <laughs> tiffany's and the toy store like all that is is romantic and and it's cute. Yeah. It's cute. That's just them. I, that's a showcase of them bullying New York retail workers. We don't want them to be friends. Like, no one's watching this and be like, ah, they should have been friends. Except for you two. Nobody no, like, wants them to be friends. I would have liked the storyline of Paul being queer and them just having that kindred relationship. I would have liked to see that. And I think if it was made today, it would be made that way. But I think... The whole movie, we're watching these two people 
who have no romance in their lives. And both of them, I mean, he's an author that desperately wants to romanticize life. And she is hungry for some sort of, for some sort of crazy romance. Not necessarily love, but like she wants her life to be special. She wants her life to be exciting. So the whole movie is about watching these two people who do not have love, that do not have romance in their lives and watching them come together to create that romance with each other. And the ending is so sweet. It's so sweet. Like it's raining. There's a cat. Like that they almost just killed. Yeah, hell yeah. Sweet. He was Josh. He ran and he ran away. No, Dylan was wrong, Mella. But Josh was so he mad. didn't run away. They put like he tried yeah, to get back in the cabin. They pushed him out. <laughs> yeah, we gotta know this. <laughs> I mean, if I hadn't seen it before, I would have been livid. But I knew they found him again. So he was just there in the box, like, "Hey, beach, it's me." Don't lessen that. He was just there in the box. He almost died of hypothermia. Uh, it was like five, five minutes, minutes Josh. So he can't be more than ten pounds. He's a little guy. He's in a box. He's, He's in a, a box. He's a little guy. I've never been for a walk in the morning before. At least not since I've been in New York. I've walked up Fifth Avenue at six, but as far as I'm concerned, that's still night. Do you think it counts? Sure, it counts. Now we're even. Don't you just love it? Love what? Tiffany's. Isn't it wonderful? Do you see what I mean? How nothing bad could have happened to you in a place like this. It isn't that I give a hoot about jewelry except diamonds, of course. Rishon, I said something like when we were watching it and I was like, I just love the opening of this movie and yeah good god i said fuck you all for vetoing it off the opening showdown i can't we can't talk about that episode that was it i was not myself we're gonna talk about it <laughs> let's talk I did about it out of spite and i i've grown I okay. stand by that shit that episode's in the review talking about that opening is delightful it's literally the title of the movie they don't have breakfast once in the movie. What do you mean? She has a croissant. Yes. A little so croissant. She, she Title takes, of the movie. Do you see how skinny she is? That's how she eats. She takes a squid. Uh, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm putting the clip of Squidward eating a Krabby Patty for the first time. <laughs> oh, he's off today. <laughs> also, that is totally visual. There is no audio. Right, okay. There's, There's no, no audio. Sound <laughs> You'll just hear a slide whistle and then a meat sound effect. Yeah, no. The opening is nothing it literally is her walking out it's the most iconic shot in the whole movie aside from i mean iconic in the sense of classic like it's the dress like the thing i mentioned in the beginning the dress the hair the title the song like everything is in there in the first so this movie really really blew its load right away huh it just got right to it Joshua. sometimes then you want to get right to it but that's, iconic that was some that was a a qualification we put in our movie openers is like it tells you what you need to know and I think the opening of this movie tells you everything that you need to know about Holly Golightie. Everything that you need to know. Mm-hmm. Five AM, she's still dressed to the nines perfectly. You know, she hasn't been home. The song is so romantic. There's, and then on top of that, no one's in the streets and it's New York. Beautiful. Rashawn, say what you said on the couch because I loved it. If you remember. <laughs> um, I said it was haunting. Yeah, and I said it was beautiful. But I think it's both, yeah. Yeah, yeah because even... that this really yeah. busy, bustling city known for all the people, for most of the shots, exterior shots, you don't see a lot of New York. Even when they're, I don't know if they're sitting in Central Park, but when we finally meet Doc, who is her ex-husband, they're sitting somewhere in a park with a bunch of benches. And you never see New York with 
no people walking around i think because i had seen it so much like in the background you see like literally three cars zoom by like that's just is this a you're saying this is a benefit yeah there's something so fake calm about that because it's it's a city i feel like the city has a lot to do with why holly moved there she moved there to be how do you say it in English? In the pebble. Like, she just moved there no, to No, just be... leave it at that. So let people figure it out. <laughs> and, like, she's, she moved there to party, to meet to friends. To people. Uh. <laughs> and <laughs> I feel like this is the city where in another movie, it would show all of that. It would show the parties. And you only get that one time. And I think there's just something so beautiful about seeing this very busy city so calm. Well, in the times that we see it so calm, it it's for a reason. It's for a purpose. We're getting very important information, whether about Holly or, I mean, it's about Holly both times. But, yeah, it just quiets everything down so that we really get that information. Yeah. Can we talk about Doc? Yeah. Yikes. So when he was talking mm-hmm. and he kept talking. They kept talking. I turned to Lacey and I'm like, am I going to be like, are they going to try to make me sympathize with this guy? Because Moon River was playing while he was giving his fucking creepy monologue. And Lacey said no. And Mm-mm. she's correct. We weren't meant to sympathize with this guy. But I don't think we were meant to dislike him at all. He's a pedophile. Why? What? He's, he's old? She was 14. He married a 13 year old. But this is different times. Again, like just using it for everything. <laughs> this was 1961. Do we know how old he is? Oh, he looks old. In the picture, he's a Too full old. He's a full adult, and he said she was almost 14. Go ahead. I don't, what you got? This, this might be problematic. So, Rashawn. Might be. It. No, no, I'm saying what I'm about to say. Oh, let's go. I feel like. Ask your grandma, ask your great-grandma if she's still alive. People in that era got married at like 12, 13, 14, and it wasn't fucking weird. It was just something... 12, 13, 14. 14 for sure. 15, like all those young ages, people got married. And you, you find out later in life, you're like, why was grandpa so much older than grandma? That is why. Guess what then? Your grandpa's a fucking pedophile. But that wasn't like a thing like it's not like he's like oh she's a child it's something that the woman is like oh i'm gonna get out of the house i'm a woman now i have to start no. cooking and cleaning this is yes. the man taking advantage of a teenager you're no seeing way. it in a 20 23 lens yeah and i also i'm not excusing it but i that's not what the movie's about i don't give a shit the movie <laughs> framed doc as taking in what was what's her actual name Lulu. Lulu and her brother, like, taking them in and giving them shelter because they lost their family and, like, protecting them and being a father figure to her and then marrying it's her it's and bedding her. But but I, they are not the core romance of the movie. This is something that she escaped from. Right. And, and, I, and, I, of... and, 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 and maybe a, a more deft movie would... would explore that and the subtext is that's probably part of the trauma she suffers and all i'm saying is i would have loved a telegram that doc died we uh, doc is presented <laughs> you, don't need it. you don't need it you don't doc need is it. presented as this sort of like gentle elderly almost grandfatherly figure that he, he does offer a pretty mean ultimatum at the end but until then like she greets him warmly he's nice to paul like I wanted to see him get hit by a fucking train. She wasn't in trouble. I don't she, think she was in trouble. Because she's not... Because, like Mel said, she doesn't live in 2023. The only thing wrong she sees with it is that she had to marry this man to get away from her upbringing. And that's what I mean. I'm not... I'm not this is something... Like, nobody's disagreeing that the marriage was wrong. But I, I don't think... Throwing around words like pedophile helps the movie at all like it doesn't matter i'm telling you why i didn't like it that's the point of this podcast i didn't like it i know there's a pedophile in the movie i'm just saying and he doesn't get any consequences 
Because he, he he's the one who's sad. Let him be sad. Let him die sad. His son died in the war. That wasn't his son. He didn't give a shit. That was just a, a vessel to get to this now 19-year-old that he wanted to bang. And he didn't die in the war. He died in a Jeep accident when he was home in Kansas. Whoops, I was paying attention. <laughs> I don't think... I would have loved to see him get uh, mugged. He uh, is not ben, the villain. There is ben no Parker villain in style. You know what I mean? No. You know what I mean? So what? So what? So plenty. I love you. You belong to me. No. People don't belong to people. Of course they do. I'm not going to let anyone put me in a cage. I don't want to put you in a cage. I want to love you. The same thing. No, it's not. Holly? I'm not Holly. I'm not Lula May either. I don't know who I am. I'm like Cat here. We're a couple of no-name slobs. We belong to nobody, and nobody belongs to us. We don't even belong to each other. Stop the cab. Let's talk about Mickey Rooney. Obviously, Ugh. we're not gonna. <laughs> we're not. I'm not watching this movie for this role. I don't think this part is good. It's, that's not about to happen. I do believe that you could completely remove the ro- the role, and it would be the same exact movie. Mm-hmm. I think it says more about the time and Hollywood during that time than it does anything else. I did read that. The producer was like, yeah, maybe we should take that part out. And it was the director the director that was like, let's leave it in. And then Mickey himself said that, you know, like, it sucks that there's so much controversy behind it. But he was just, he knew that he was like a comedic actor. And that's what his direction was. And he like, in no means intended to offend anyone. But it's also like really like I read that and I was like, I feel like this is not quite the apology I was looking for. Yeah. But it's also already out there. I'll say this too. Not for nothing. This doesn't matter. This is just my little uh, hey penny of, uh, of opinion. Even if Mickey Rooney was the same, was in that role, just playing Mickey Rooney, playing a curmudgeon old white man. That part is not funny. You're right. That's what I was gonna say too. Is like like the the wake up alarm to hitting the lamp that's above his head. Shut. What is this Nickelodeon? Shut the fuck <laughs> up, dude. It's not funny either. It's now it's offensive and dumb. And I read other reviews too. Is like even if he was just playing, yeah, a white guy. It's just the part is just so unnecessary. Sucks. Um, to push it even further to go into yellow face. It's like fuck, man. This is such a charming movie that you add that in there, and it's like now become that one movie with that it's, it's become always, that yeah it's become that movie that people are like i don't watch it because of this it's which always makes an asterisk next to it exactly forever Rashawn, in the book what's that what's that situation mm. nothing bomber that's even worse <laughs> yeah. he's not in the movie at all. i mean in the book at all i do think it was added so it could be a rom-com like i think yeah. that's like the comedy behind it and to your point, Josh, it's just not funny. I don't think it would yeah. have been funny then either. If we no. He's like, he's in the book, but it's not like a running. And that's the other thing. If it, like if it was just a, a, an older man who lives by himself above Holly, that she's always buzzing him to get in and he's always like pissed at her. And it like that tracks and then he's, you know, he leads the cops. Like, okay, the, the, the very thin skeleton of this character can say and it makes sense and yeah i mean he is he's asian and he does live up there but most of the book is from um paul's perspective who he doesn't have a name but uh it's not like this running gag that's just not funny um like i i haven't read the book so it's like not i'm not going to compare it but i know that the original casting for this was supposed to be marilyn monroe mm-hmm I want to fucking see that movie. That'd be really interesting. Like, so fucking bad. She didn't take the role because her agent or manager, I can't remember, either or, told her she it probably wouldn't be a good look for her playing a sex worker. But I think it was, like, at the time where she's like, I don't want to do 
these roles anymore. I want to become more serious. I don't want people to see me in these roles anymore, which makes sense. It's valid. But I'm like, fuck, man, I still want to see it. And I think once, because even Truman Capote, I think, really wanted Marilyn. And I think once that wasn't happening anymore, a lot of it got watered down. Some of the lines stayed, though. (laughs) Yeah, because even last night, Rashawn was like, well, yeah, something, something. She's like a prostitute. And I was like, I was like, well, she's not a prostitute. And then I kind of sat there and I'm like, I guess some she's a prostitute. But because it's Audrey Hepburn, I feel like it's hard to see that. I just mean to after the after the the flash forward when she starts dating Jose, right? When she starts dating Jose and he visits her and she's like, oh, I've just been sitting around getting fat. What what you mean? And I know it's supposed to be tongue in cheek or you know it, 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 doc says, well, you know, she used to just she used to be much fatter, but when he showed the picture it was just still Oh, it's just her. Yeah. It's just Audrey Hepburn, tiny little Audrey Hepburn. It's like <laughs> Cut out those lines. Yeah, take them out. <laughs> we can all see that. <laughs> She's not getting fatter. <laughs> what were you gonna say, Lace? I think it's just a, a product of the time. I think they did as much in the movie to allude to sex work mm-hmm. as they could, mm-hmm. without it. Like somebody could watch this movie and just fully believe that that's not what she was doing, that she was just a companion or a friend or, you know, was swindling these guys for money. That was me. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> truly, until this watch. Um, so, I I mean, I, watching it, I was just like, it's so perfect as it is. I do not want to remake. I do not want to remake. I do not want to remake. But I'd be so about? interested to see it through a lens now see how it would be made today i feel like a lot of the subtlety would go out the window and i would really hate that yeah mm-hmm. same you know when she just talks about going to the powder room or just you know the guy who's constantly banging at the door to get her attention all of that supports supports the theory if you know and if you don't know that's okay you can still take the movie for what it is and I feel like it would just be so much more overt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as a, and my, even if they did it as a period piece, I, I don't think they would be able oh, to help themselves. You'd there would be sh- like scenes following her to her job mm-hmm. for sure. Maybe not this watch, but the time before because I feel like I saw it pretty recently. Um, and so when Rashawn was like, "Yeah, she," we started comparing it a little bit to Pretty Woman, mm. and I was like. E- is she a prostitute? Like, I was just so stuck on that. But I think it is to that point of there is so much subtlety around it. And then casting Audrey Hepburn in the role that you're like, no, she's sweet. She's she's charming. Like, she wouldn't do that. I feel like in audiences in 1961, that could completely go over their head where they're like, no, it's Audrey Hepburn. Like, at, at Tiffany's, like, there's no way. But now, after, like, the 10th watch, I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what she's doing. Because of the great, there's the great fire escape that Pretty Woman, like, pays homage to at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, yeah, because they're both prostitutes. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it just It just felt so, like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, using the word prostitute was just so brash. Yeah, it is. You it's know? like um, almost vulgar. Yeah. But it I think she's referred to as like a geisha. Yes. An American geisha. Yeah, I don't I, I feel like it's so the movie is so unknowingly sex positive and like feminist mm-hmm. and all, like really ahead of its time for both of the characters. But just very subtly. So Paul's an amateur gigolo too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He got to pay for that New York apartment. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's only got one client, but he's still got a client. And she's older, too. Pays Money for bag. everything. <laughs> <laughs> she, I mean, she straight up tells him to unionize. It's fucking <laughs> it's, awesome. It's I couldn't stand her at first, but I was like, no, I like this. She's kind of <laughs> shit. 
I didn't need any of her coded weather messages and her affiliation with the the mob or whatever it was. Sally like, Tomato? That whole storyline you could cut and it would be the same movie. Well, I how think. do you... I love it. Well, then how does she... How does Jose... She has to get arrested. She doesn't have to. But then that's the... But the reason Jose says you can't come anymore is because she got arrested. That's just a plot device. Like, let's be a little more creative. I don't know. I get it. I know why it's in there. I get it. I see it. I just feel like it could be done better. Do you think she knew what was going on? Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. I, I personally like it because it just shows how savvy she is and how hungry she is. She, like, she'll do anything mm-hmm. to live comfortably. If I may... It's kind of like Penelope Cruz in The Counselor. Like, oh my God. Oh no. I'm delivering the message, but I'm not actually <laughs> playing the game. So. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> Love you, Rashawn. Uh, Mama, move on, move on, move on. Um, um, I've never heard of that movie, Mama. So. <laughs> in the beginning, Lacey, you said there was other things you didn't like about the movie. Is it just this, or did you have any other? It was really, it was that, and it was Mickey Rooney. Yeah. That I mean... one's like, I, I hope to never meet anyone that's like, you know what I liked about Breakfast at Tiffany's? <laughs> <laughs> that damn Mickey Rooney. I hope to never meet <laughs> that person. Yeah, I mean, that's, I gave it four stars. If that wasn't in there, probably would have been five. Oh yeah. my god. I'll probably give it two. I really, I really, really two really. stars. I'll give it a two and a half. I'll give it two and a half. I two? Think, no, it gets a four. It gets a two and a half for me. I, you guys, I didn't like it. <laughs> I told you this at the top. Why is there a surprise? I know, no. but I we're hoping by now. <laughs> You're just like they talk a lot. <laughs> like I don't know. Wait, they talk I a lot just, without saying anything. Have you seen Desk Set yet? <laughs> because no, I haven't watched it. So he like, said he's <laughs> not doing it. <laughs> Put it that, on the list. Put it on the list. I literally give just... back to you the se- I I peeled up half of that wrapping paper and I gave <laughs> it right back to you. It's just I think maybe a cast of three people for pushing it. Look, I don't know. I don't know how to pinpoint it because I, l- I lure me some Sirkin. I love Aaron Sorkin. It's just something about the writing style of movies like that, or maybe the talking style doesn't click doesn't land with me if i had a time machine i'd be miserable there's no subtlety in aaron sorkin i'd love sorkin subtlety is not his thing sir there's no subtlety in this either there's just no substance there's so much substance in In the dialogue i'm talking strictly dialogue yeah no no way it's like a play the scene when she climbs up to his bedroom for the first time and they're just sitting there and she's talking that's the scene though the scene has subtext the what? lines they're speaking are not nonsense. They could be going. They could be speaking uh, minion language, and it would be the same. It would How does the scene have subtext without the dialogue? The context, like the position, the scene, the situation they're in, what they're saying, could they could be speaking the minion language? It I think matter. we find I, I out like a lot about both of them <laughs> through the dialogue language. in that scene. I don't think that yes. scene is the right one to use as an example. I don't agree with you, but if you were going to use an example, I would use the one where Paul first comes into the house. Yeah. Are you talking to me? Yeah. Yeah, I hated that scene. That was the scene that made me not like the movie. That's like the fucking beginning. Yeah. <laughs> Started off on a real bad foot, remember? I already... Were you listening? I told a story about how I checked the time. I checked how much time was left in the movie, and we were only like 15 minutes in. You thought you were an hour in? and that I exaggerate. Scene- he said, I thought I was 50 minutes in. <laughs> he said 60, bitch. <laughs> that scene, the fire escape scene, yeah, obviously, that's, that is that is okay. The first scene was fucking brutal for me, and it took me out, and I couldn't get back in. Is there anything that you were like, yeah, I love this? Love? Because you said you got it. You're like, I get why people love this. Yeah. When, like, when did that happen? When were you like, mm, I see what the fire escape it. scene? Like, okay. I can see the romance in it. I don't, I don't personally think it's romantic, but I can see the romance in it. 
Maybe it's because they're just fucking chain-smoking tobacco the whole time. It's like, good God, set the fire alarm off at this point. That was truly insane to me. I was like, yeah, no wonder so many people smoked. Like, this was what they were watching all the well, time. George Pepper, the, the guy who played Paul, he smoked, I think it said three packs a day. He died from lung cancer. Like, that. he's so probably nuts. just actually smoking. Well, it's like people didn't know, right? Like, they didn't yeah. realize I mean, how bad it was for you. And then, yeah, it's super romanticized. Like... I mean, even still today, I feel like I see a picture of someone having a cig and I'm like, ah, looks great. <laughs> Just there's something about the look of it that I'm. Yeah, it still will be an icon like Helena Mom Connor in Fight Club. Deeply, deeply ingrained. And in, I don't think it'll ever go away. Smoking icon. Yeah, that, um, that scene and then that scene are probably the, probably that scene alone. <laughs> okay. I think Audrey Hepburn is Audrey Hepburn the whole time. But when they're in, when they're like in holding for the prison and all the paparazzi are like surrounding Holly and she's just like deflecting them and posing, I was like, okay, yeah, I get that. Mm. She's, she what is they say? Not she's serving Audrey cunt? Hepburn the whole time. Oh. I'm really upset at you now. What? She is not Audrey Hepburn at all in this movie. No, I just mean like. Like you're saying, like she's charming and the star power, and like I'm not saying Holly and Audrey Hepburn are the same. Okay, <laughs> she got both her and Rashawn. You no, know what I mean? around the floor. I thought you were saying she was like just playing herself. No, yeah. no, no, no. I mean, I meant she's like the star power is there and the charisma is there. That first seed is. I get it. I hear. You. I don't get it, but I hear you. The charisma for again, I would have. I would have knocked out cold if it wasn't her delivering those dumbass lines but it says it was her i was still paying attention i still heard everything she said but i just wanted it to be over i uh, was gonna say i've actually not seen i have not seen audrey hepburn in anything else she's still amazing she's but phenomenal I, I don't i haven't seen um my fair lady or sabrina or fantasy roman holiday, roman holiday. but um any last things Kind of got it all, huh? Cat was the star of the movie. Cat is so cute. I love him. <laughs> um, who wants to play a game? Me, darling, me. Dude. I want to play a game. All right, everyone, gird your loins. Riddle me this. It don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. I despise guessing games. Come on, boy. Or play with me. Riddle me that. All right, so this game is called The Cinephile Report. Ooh. So as we talked about, Holly goes to Sing Sing to see Sally Tomato, who gives her the weather report. Well, I'm not here to give the weather report, but I'm going to give you a cinephile report. And because I'm petty, I'm going to use a, a list and a few movies from our top 20 opening scenes on WCA. Yeah. Because my movie didn't fucking make it. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a very simple game. As we know, Sally Tomato was giving her these kind of Lewis Carroll-esque type of riddles almost. Not necessarily a weather report. So I tried to do my best and do the same thing, but with movies. Are you guys ready for the cinephile report? Ready. <laughs> Here's your first movie. The waves at sea are cold and bloody. Now remember, this movie, or Lizzie, is from uh, my top. Saving Private Ryan. No, that wasn't on our list. These are all on our list. Because that's not the opening, Rashawn. What? (laughs) Saving Private Ryan opening. I believe you had an issue with it. Lacey. Inception. Got me, got me shook up. I can't even. I don't remember our list at all. I blocked that episode out of my mind. <laughs> don't remember. At sea. This wasn't on the list. Josh? Titanic wasn't on the list. Damn, that's dark. No. People died. <laughs> He's not wrong. I'll read it I one more time. Too. What the fuck? The waves at sea oh, are cold. Oh, oh. Yes, Rashawn. Jaws. Oh, oh. Uh, boo me. That's <laughs> like that was not anyone's fault, but 
<laughs> Ready for the next one? Yeah. A single sharp silver wire will put an end to a cruise. I saw Josh. No! First ship. Bullshit. Yes. That was my movie, too. Follow the tracks in barefooted steps completely silently. Josh. It's a quiet place. That is a quiet mm. place. These are good, Mel. Thanks. You should be a drug dealer. Okay. <laughs> she smiles. Many think she's vile. This is a dream that makes her scream. Oh. Yes, Josh? That's Lion King. That is not Lion King. <laughs> what? Uh <-huh. laughs> she smiles. Many think she's vile. This is a dream that makes her scream. Oh. Lacey? Eternal Sunshine? No. Rashani? Bring it on? Yes. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Good. In a cloud of grayish smoke, infiltration sets in on the presidential palace. <gasps> Josh. God damn Two, it. baby. Oh. That's, yes. Ah. Andy. I'm watching a lot. A lot of scandal right now. That is not Fitz. Josh is in the lead with three. Rashawn has one. What? I have two. Sorry. <laughs> yes, you have two. My, my bad. Just straight. Sean has zero. <laughs> Confident as hell. I have two more. A villain's reign of terror is draped upon a city in a methodically thought out cash grab. Rashawn? The Dirk Nerd. <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. Get those hands ready. I just want to steal it from Mumble. Just below frame. She rouged her knees and washed the blood off of her hands. Lacey. Chicago. Boom, baby! Oh, damn, it. <laughs> yes. damn it. Wow, you guys are good! Is that a tie then? Yeah. Um, we have one, two. Yeah, it's, 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 a it's a tie. It's a tie. Yeah, it's a tie. Remember uh, how I forgot. <laughs> I never make tiebreakers. Did you make a tiebreaker? No, I didn't. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I, so get this you know how i never do this i didn't do I it again. still did it <laughs> you I guys did, can I, share the win that's fine i had one thing i forgot about this movie that i didn't like josh can i have the floor please it's too late i'm tired um, every time it was just audrey in a close-up the the, the foggy whatever the vaseline that it's enough loved it Every time, crazy. It, it, bather, baby, bather. Yeah, it is a lot. But now the equivalent in the movies now is like that smooth skin filter that they mm -hmm. put on the face too. It's so <laughs> weird, every, dude. Every time I was like, okay, okay, I get it. She's dreamy. She's romantic, darling. Well, congratulations, Rashani and Josh. Um, Thank you. And me, honestly. Yeah, I give you both $50 for the powder room. How's that? Hey, yo. <laughs> so wrapping things up, it seems that we've come to the conclusion that, well, Audrey Hepburn is a star. She got the, the charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. <laughs> that this is... A charming movie that is possibly not for everyone, but you can still see why it's a classic. Mm -hmm. And that we, f oh, and we figured out today why Josh doesn't like old Hollywood movies. We found, yeah. we, we, I gave him that epiphany. So yeah. you're welcome. It Tip makes sense. Shattering. I get it. I get it. <clears throat> he doesn't I like, like the banter. Talk. I don't like small talk. I like banter. I don't like small talk. That is two different things. I was going <laughs> to start some shit. That is it for this week's episode of When Cinephiles Attack. As always, we'd love if you took a moment and rated us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can find this and all of our episodes on Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Good Pods, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Cinephile Attack. And if you have a suggestion for a new episode or you just want to show us some love, Email us at winscinephilesattack at gmail.com. From Mella, Josh, Lacey, 
and Rashawn. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you at the cinema. Darling. Darling.